The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Yeah, taking care of. Hey, it's 205 on the 630 Chet Afternoon News. That's uh, Jalen Nye sitting across from me. My don't don't sound gross. surprised. No, I'm not. It's uh, <laughs> it's great. You you may have to, uh, you, you could argue that this is the case every day, but you may have to carry the uh, bulk of the weight this afternoon. I'm, oh. I'm running a couple of hours behind schedule. It was, it was funny. I didn't hear from you mm. at all today, yeah. which is strange mm-hmm. because if I don't, get a text from you about something. Yeah, I know. I usually get at least an email from you with a few story ideas that you found, and I received nothing today. And around 1.30, Eileen turns to me and she says, um, is Andrew coming in today? And I, think, I said, oh yeah, he'll be here. Yeah, I'm like, well, and I am. Yo, here I am. Are. This, I don't it know seems why. seems that everybody else gets worried about your arrival time, except, except you. for me. Well, you know I'm going to be here, and if not, I'll phone in. Um, I woke up at 1234. <laughs> Lucky you. What time did you go to bed at? Actually, quite early. So yesterday, I, I really enjoy when The Bachelorette is on, and I'll tell you why. Uh, because I can sleep so soundly. She is so boring. So <laughs> what's his name? Hunter and, and uh, Carol were watching The Bachelorette, and I was sleeping for two hours. So I got two hours sleep. And so then you had a nap. A two-hour nap. And then uh, I went to bed at a reasonable time, like 1 or one thirty which is reasonable for me, woke up at 12.30. Like, I must be just catching up on sleep or something. I don't know. Absolutely panicked. So here's the thing. Yesterday, as you well know, uh, my fridge stopped working. <laughs> so it, it, it's working, but it's working loudly. It's complaining. I think it's unionizing. It's because it's still doing the job, but it's it's, it's pretty not noisy. happy about yeah, it's it. It's not okay. happy, and it's making it wants a little more love. Exactly, and it's um, it's it's like this loud buzzing and whatever. So, Carol had texted me yesterday while we were on the air, and then sent a video mm-hmm. so I could hear the noise, which is great. So I texted her back. You have to handle these kind of matters delicately in a, in a marriage. Mm-hmm. So I texted back. Uh, well, you should phone a repair guy. Seems simple. So she had texted back, well, it's a 20-year-old fridge, right? And I'm putting a little tone to her text. Could have been, well, it's a 20-year-old fridge. Uh, but it sounded like, well, it's a 20-year-old. Anyway, so <laughs> then I said, yeah, but you don't want to buy a new fridge before you see if you can fix the old one for maybe even another year. Being a little frugal here. You can use another word if you'd like. Anyway, that fridge came with our house. And, the, you know, so anyways, so I get home last night and I, and I walk in the door and you can hear the fridge, mm. like as you walk in the front door. And I said to Carol, so did the guy not come over? And well, what guy would that be? And, you know, oh, here we go. This is how this is going to go. So I'm like, did you call a guy? And like, no, I didn't call a guy. Okay. Do you need me to call a guy? Those were my words. Do you need me to call a guy? So there should, that should be dripping with something, not sarcasm. You know what? Because what I'm suggesting is... You need me to make a simple phone call. That's what. That's the tone. So I'll own that. You need me to call the guy. So I called the guy, and he said, "Just text me your address." Did and, you call my guy? Uh, no. Okay. Um, I tried. That's another story. So <laughs> I called this guy, and he I said, gave you two guys." I know. Text me. One of them was Russian. I didn't understand him. So, anyways, I text me your address, right? <laughs> okay. So I text him my address, 
with a picture of the fridge. I'm not sure if that's going to help at all. He probably knows what a fridge looks like, if he's any good at all. But I did anyways. Um, and they'd heard nothing, right? So now, fast forward to what I started the show by. I wake up at 1234. Mm. So I, I run downstairs to get on the computer and, and see what's come in from Chad and what I have to do today and hoping there's no major catastrophe that I should already be at the station and there wasn't. And But then I noticed like five missed phone calls from the fridge guy. So I turned to Carol and you know you're in a panic, right? You're So I turned to Carol and I go, hey, the fridge guy's trying to get a hold of us. And she's like, well, you know, the phone didn't ring. But the phone didn't ring because he doesn't have your phone number because you wouldn't make the call. You made me make the call. Now he's only got my mm, number, and I missed yeah. it five times. I don't know what's happening with the fridge. <laughs> I just know that the most efficient thing would have been the person who's going to be home when the guy comes to the door to ring the doorbell to fix the fridge is probably the one who should have called the guy. Or you should have ga- given the guy her number as a backup. Just well, whole, I think the whole point of texting him was that he would then have the address and the phone number. I know, but then you said, if, if I'm not available, this is what we do. That's way too much information. This is what we do. Is if uh, if, um, if you can't get a hold of me, here's my husband's number. If you can't get a hold of me, here's my wife's number. Just so they have both numbers. My wife runs a comedy festival. I, I know that, but I'm just saying you might have wanted to give the fridge guy her number. Well, we're not going to... We're probably going to get a new fridge well, now. you probably should. We're probably going to get blacklisted by fridge repair Although guys. Although the two fridge guys I gave you are pretty good. Although they fixed um, a laundry machine. Are they the Russians? The Russians fixed the oven. Um, the other fellow fixed the uh, washing machine. The, Ru- the, the Russian guys that couldn't figure it out and then they had to call Are for backup on Friday night. Are you confident that your oven is not spying on you now? I'm 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 just happy it's working. Okay. Fair. They were very um committed to fixing the oven that night. It was a Friday evening. I was hangry. <laughs> there were people in my kitchen till 11:30. You were texting me pictures of midnight. Russians. Yeah. Four of them staring at my oven. Till midnight. They called, He called for backup, like at about 9 o'clock. Yeah, oh yeah. And I'm like, backup? Where's the backup coming from? From Sherwood Park. Sherwood Park's 40 minutes from my house. Did he ever lean over to one of the burners on the stove and go, testing? No, one, two, Okay. No. And they, they fixed it and they got it working. It was great. Well, that's excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, I am not so lucky. They were a nice bunch of guys. Would you, how much is a new fridge? Yeah, a couple grand. Doffer. <laughs> Couple grand. Depend. Well, <laughs> depends what you're looking for in a new fridge. You might want to upgrade the fridge. I know. I'm. Oh, gonna, yeah, let's do that. I'm going to upgrade my fridge next time. Do they come take the old fridge away? Um, oh, yes. that does it. <laughs> House for sale. If anyone's interested, house for sale. Twilliger. Yeah, but um, one of the one of the things will be you have to replace the fridge. <laughs> well, then I suppose it's going to be one of these where all the appliances have to match. Probably. Is that going to be that conversation it then? It could be. Is the oven the, the original oven? The, yes. It works brilliantly. Mm. Is it stainless steel? Yes. They're all stainless steel. Dishwasher, stove, fridge. Okay, well then you'll just get another stainless steel fridge. It'll be good to go. But you'll probably have to get off your wallet and... It's not like I, I said... Write another check. I, you're always making me out to be this cheap person. I'm, I'm fr- my wallet is hemorrhaging money. <laughs> hemorrhaging money for everybody. <laughs> It's not like I'm like, oh, wait a second, why don't we get the children's menu? No, I'm hemorrhaging money. <laughs> I'm going on cruises, I'm paying for people, I'm going on trips, I'm Well, you need to maybe put your foot down decks, a little bit more. Security system. I, I don't. I, I can't think of a week where I'm not writing a check to somebody or give, so many people have my visa now. I don't even bother asking. Like the fridge guy, I'm like, I assume you have my number on file. I think everybody at Edmonton has my visa number, quite frankly.
Anyways, yeah, no, time to be fun. Good thing you have a couple jobs, huh, Yeah, Gross? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, coming up on the Tuesday edition of the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News, uh, a couple of interesting conversations at 3.35-ish. We're going to be talking with uh, Major Jason Tuckett. He, uh, he's he's uh, one of the pilots with the Snowbirds. How cool is that? I know. I think, like, one of the coolest jobs on the planet. So, he flies um, number three, the inner left wing position. No way! Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk to, to That's him. That's the toughest uh, position. Well, we'll ask him. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we will. Did you ever want to be number two, we'll say? Do you aspire to be number two? I think he would aspire to be number one. Yeah. Who is kind of the lead guy. Well, you have to. You have to set your expectations at achievable levels. I know. So we'll talk to him. But as well, we're going to talk some cheese. Yeah. Cheese. Going for gold, an American cheese society competition, a local company. Well, local, well, Smoky Lake. Smoky Lake. It local was really us. cool. So they went to this this cheese competition last year, thinking that they were just going to learn uh, and get some feedback from judges, and ended up coming up in, in second place in one of the categories. So uh, he's going to come in, and he's um, he is going to tell us about uh, cheese and making cheese and hmm. all of that goodness, and uh, I, he's bringing in samples. Good. Now, was, uh, did we uh, determine if he was bringing in crackers? I he I well, he was taking care of that. See, that's, what we don't have that's is the, the wine. Going the extra half mile I right know. there across the finish line, the last yard. I might have some crackers in my desk. I'm not good with cheese. I'll tell you right now. I love cheese. What do you mean you're not good with cheese? I don't like fancy cheeses. I know this is a bad time to tell you this, but <laughs> I like very basic, simple cheeses. That I can pronounce and that go on a cracker. Mm, well, we're going to learn more about I don't need maybe to learn more. I mean, cheeses. I will. I will learn more. And it's important that, you know, it'll be fun to have the guest in the studio. I'm not eating a whole bunch of cheese that I'm not familiar with. Well, you're going to be eating cheese that you're not familiar with today. Ian Truer is going to bring in cheese that he's made that you've probably never had before. Well, I could probably do the voice. You could taste while it. While you taste you need it. To taste it. Okay. Is, is, there, is there a craft beer guy coming in after or anything like that? That's we bad could booking right that. there. <laughs> Something to wash that cheese down? That would have been brilliant. So anyway, uh, Ian Truer is going to join us just after 2.30. Uh, Major Tuckett going to join us just after 3.30. In between that, some stories to get mm-hmm. to today. Um, we've been letting the newsroom kind of take care of this one, uh, the Toronto shooting, uh, learning a little bit more about the 18-year-old victim. We don't know any other details on the 10-year-old. They have not been made public. And still police searching for a motive. We haven't heard anything more. The family, of course, uh, yesterday saying that that he had suffered with mental illness for quite some time and uh, doctors, drugs, therapies uh, just didn't work. Um, We'll keep you updated as they let us know what's going on. Yeah, it's an interesting thing on a story like this. And you're very aware that this happens. So, of course, you know, people want to paint it a certain way and then and people worry that, you know, media is painting it a certain way, right? But I do want to just point out um, that suffering from mental illness according to the family. So that's a statement yeah. from the family. Um, and, of course, we're going to report that. If we get a statement from the family, which everybody did in media, they all reported it. That's not... We don't know that by to be anybody. The, no, we don't right. know that's that to the be, family saying that that's, that's the, the case. family. Right. So. so, as police continue yep. to uh, investigate, and when they find out more, we'll let you know. Absolutely. So there you go.
Meanwhile, how many times have we talked about uh, not pulling the car over and feeding the bears uh, in national parks? Have you have seen this you video? Have seen the video, Chedville? So, so lucky, um, this woman. A couple from Belgium were traveling between Jasper and Banff on, on the highway. And um, he's the wife videotaping. And a whole bunch of folks, of course, are pulled over on the side of the road taking pictures of a black bear when all of a sudden you see one of the women start to run. Yeah, she comes out from between two cars, basically from the shoulder of the road to the highway. Um, nobody else seems to understand what the urgency is. She just comes piling out of there and right behind her, a black bear charging. So the yeah. bear at some point must have felt his safety was threatened or uh -huh. his space or whatever. Um, but you know, it's interesting because Steve Malcolm, a wildlife conflict specialist who talked to Global News, he pointed something out that I, th I think is also really quite brilliant. So he gave the regular warnings about, mm -hmm. look, don't stop, don't, you know, don't try and get close to the bear, don't, you know, understand that's a wild animal. All the things that we've talked about and had people on the show to talk about. But there's something else he said that I think is really important too. And by the way, he said the bear in this particular case showed a lot of restraint. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, it did the initial charge to back her up, but it didn't attack, right? So thankfully, that bear will be fine because if a bear attacks, they have to deal with that, right? But the thing he said, listen to this. If you do encounter a wild animal, you should stay in your vehicle, fair enough, take your photos, mm -hmm. fair enough, and move on. And that's a really important point as well. In this video, you can see a lineup of cars along the side of the highway. There's a lot of guests go to uh, national parks over the course of the year. Don't you think we'd all like a picture? I yeah. mean, if, if people are pulled over, you don't need 150 yeah. pictures. You don't need to watch the bear until he disappears. Pull over, get your picture. Yeah. You know? I mean, out the car window and keep exactly. on going. Exactly. Get it from uh, the safety of your car and then move on. And here's the other thing on that front. Um, it, it's not only dangerous to the animals, not only dangerous to you and to the other. It is dangerous to other motorists on the road. I have done yeah. I have done a couple of trips on the mo motorcycle through um, through Banff, through, through Jasper. And you come around a corner and there are people just kind of pulled over half-ass like butt end sticking out onto the road and uh, around a blind corner or something like that and that can be pretty dangerous mm -hmm. um, and we all know how narrow those roads are uh, the whole there's not, not a whole lot of passing lanes and you're you're dealing with RVs and buses and vans it, it, yeah. it can be a little sketchy at times. You know, this uh, conservation, uh, they're wildlife conflict specialists, that's a good title by the way, wildlife conflict specialists he also may mention the fact, do not feed them. And I know I've seen that before where somebody will sort of semi-bait the animal to try and get it a mm -hmm. little closer for a better picture. Don't do that. Please don't do that. But once they've done that, they're going to approach cars to try and get that kind of food. Mm -hmm. And that's when you have a conflict. And that's when a bear needs to be put down because they got too aggressive with a tourist. So this uh, Steve Malcolm fellow that you mentioned, the mm -hmm. wildlife specialist, said, you know, one of the challenges that we could be having is the language barrier in the national parks. Well, Because we remember? know we have a lot of international tourists that, that come over. Um, a lot of the paperwork, the things that you're, they're handed to you are in English. There are other languages on there as well, yeah. but I'm not sure that they cover them all. English and French. It's funny. We did an announcers, I think it was our last one, I don't know if you recall this, where I said, and I was joking, but ever since I've been thinking about it, um, we should have pictures. Like, you know, I was saying, uh, tongue-in-cheek, that yeah. people get their news Someone from Someone should take memes. A, a screenshot of that bear charging that woman right. with a big no through right, it, a sign Right, right, exactly. It. And, and somehow, you know, at the very least, and maybe they do, I don't think they yeah. do. Uh, the last time I saw one of those bear pamphlets, 
Yeah, no, I don't think they do. They're pretty government-y issued kind of bear pamphlets. It's like everything else the government does, any government all stripes and any level. They make everything a little too complicated. You know what, and I've looked at that recently. I'm going to disagree with you on that one um, because there are pictures, like with the elk and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. and they say, do not get too close, they're dangerous, all of that sort of stuff. Again, I think it's more of a language issue. Well, that's my point, though. Like They've got it in great detail in English and French, because everyone who lives in Canada is English or French, but our Belgian tourists couldn't read it, right? Probably. But a single single picture... They spoke English, but the tourists that was getting Right, charged right. by the bear, we don't know. The, exactly. So you have to figure that a lot of the tourists don't speak English, so there's a language barrier there. But a single picture, and I again, tongue-in-cheek, uh, during the announcers over the weekend, I said, a single picture of a tourist with, uh, you know, half eaten by a bear. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, you know, I can see yeah. where people go, oh, they're not. Because yeah. I, I suspect some people think, and, and you know, they're, they're just misinformed. I think some people treat our national and provincial parks like zoos. That's they, right. They think they're petting zoos. They yeah, think, when do the animals come out? Right. Like, they think that this is, they're, they're tame and they're, they're you know, it, it's not that they're tame, it's that they've become accustomed to having a lot of traffic and people around, but they're still wild animals. It's not Winnie the Pooh. Right. Right. It, it's just, you know, anyways... A big L says, try being a semi when someone uh, with some moron sees a sheep and slams on their brakes right in front of you. Tours are the worst. That's mm. from Big L. Uh, Keith says, those people should be charged with endangering wildlife rather than being made celebs of. Well, we're not making them celebs. Yeah. Uh, I think we're actually kind of thinking, hey, you d- dumb dumb. Um... Yeah, plus on motorcycle, if you get hung up in traffic because some idiots pulled over, you're now sitting basically on two wheeled plates being served up for dinner. Not likely. <laughs> See, I've seen I've seen that where I'm driving through Banff, and somebody slams on their brakes because they mm-hmm. spotted something. Yeah, they're not thinking like they're they're waiting for that one perfect opportunity yeah. to get the picture of the bear, and you know yeah. the kids are probably in the back seat, and the dad's like, "Okay, kids, yeah. see if you spot something." You know, like whatever, whatever. But you're still in traffic, mm-hmm. though. You're still a driver. So I can remember leaving Jasper one morning, and I was riding by myself, and uh, I didn't feel like riding in the group, so I had I just left on my own and came out on a flat on the other side, and there was a mama black bear and a baby black bear, and we saw them up ahead, and boy, we stayed way back because there was a baby bear. That there. Um, but yeah, we, I didn't even grab, I didn't even get my, my phone out of my jacket to take a picture, <laughs> but we sat there and watched this big mama black bear trundle across yeah, the road. It was cool. one of those special moments. And then the little baby bear kind of plopped his butt right down on the yellow line and had an itch, <laughs> um, you know, and just kind of trundled along after mama bear. And it was one of those really, really special moments sure. that I remember clear as day, didn't get a picture of it, didn't necessarily need to have a picture mm-hmm. of it it's still in my brain, uh, but we knew, again, to make sure that we were well back, yeah. well back. Actually, it's funny. I had a guy from Toronto in my car one time when we came down a secondary road. I, I wouldn't even call it a highway, just a road of mm-hmm. some kind. can't remember why we were down there. Shortcut, maybe. But there was a moose just standing mm-hmm. there. So we drove up, and I saw this moose. I'm driving, so I just stopped, and moose is looking at us. We're looking at the moose. We're just staring, just yeah. to stare down, right? He's sort of chaw- you know, yeah. chewing, and the guy from Toronto, he's like, well, do you want me to get out and try and shoo him away? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can smack him on the butt. Yep. Try and push him exactly. away. Part of me was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go try that. Just hold on a second while I get my camera going. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I didn't honk the horn because you can agitate them. 
He'll yeah. move when he's getting ready to move. Well, it's like, you know, when you're coming, what is it, What is it? right around Sulphur Mountain going in or out of, of Jasper, and there's usually a lot of the um, the goats there. Yes. And if they're on the middle of the road, <sighs> they're on the middle of the road. Yeah. You're sitting there waiting them. If you start honking your horn at them, or you, you just don't. I know. And, and moose will turn and put their head down. Oh, yeah. It's really funny. I shouldn't say. Well, it is funny to see. You blast your horn, and it takes a look at you and puts its head down. It's like, oh, I think I'm about to have six hundred dollars mm-hmm. in grill damage. And that is, uh, we had some Mountie friends that were out in Jasper. So you you want to know what a big elk with a big rack on it can do to your vehicle? <laughs> yeah. There was one. He, he had told me a story about a, a rental vehicle that these people had rented, and they were out there, and they got too close, and the and the elk <laughs> beat up the car yeah, pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, it's you just go around. <laughs> Just okay. You know what? You're highway. You're fine. I'll I'll go around. Oh, we got cheese coming up. We do have cheese. This is I'm 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 um oh, well I love cheese. Um I'm learn I'm excited to learn about cheese. Me too. Um Ian Truer from Winding Road Arti- Artesian Cheese from Smoky Lake area joining us in studio after the uh, three uh, two thirty news. The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two. On 630 Chad.